Hello and welcome to today's episode of Life by Belinda, where we talk everything love, inspiration, flow and energy. I'm Belinda and in case we just met, I'm a women's empowerment coach and energy healer. I'm best known for guiding women who are tapped out, anxious and overwhelmed to play by their own rules, to tune into their intuition, heal trauma and align their energy so they can step into their highest potential and thrive. This is how we create the calm, fulfilling and abundant lives we all crave. We do this by diving deep into self, peeling back the layers of everything you're not and discovering the true power of who you really are. And the best part is you already have everything you need. You just might not know how to access it. And that's where I come in. speaking today to the mom who is struggling with postnatal depression, with anxiety, who's feeling overwhelmed, who's questioning herself, doubting her ability, wondering why everyone else seems to be able to cope, but she's not coping so well. I'm speaking to that mom. I'm speaking to the mom who's sick and tired of being sick and tired, who doesn't understand why this happened to her, what's wrong with her. I mean, like, there's got to be something wrong, right? Because there's not something everyone struggles with. Like, why why me? Why did I get postnatal depression? Why, why is this happening to me? I want to speak to that woman because I was that woman. And when I was there, (laughs) it was the worst space to live in. And I didn't understand how I could have been, you know, this, like, strong, capable, empowered, positive, um happy person you know I was I was gonna nail being a mom I was gonna be really good at it and so when I started falling apart after having my second daughter I did not understand what the hell was going on and why did this happen to me and I know that's a question like everybody asked that that question why did this happen to me But it's a very good question, right? And I think that sometimes people go, you know, like, oh, well, it could happen to anybody. And it's true. But there is actually a reason that it happened to you. And it's a very good reason. And it's not because there's anything wrong with you. And it's not because you're weak. And it's not because you did something wrong. It's not because you're incapable. It's not because it's too much for you and you actually can't manage. It's not because you weren't destined to be a mother. It's not because of any of that stuff. It's okay that it feels that way. I mean, we're all human and that's some pretty, you know, like normal stuff to come up with as reasons for why it might have happened. But I want to share with you what I have learned from my experience of why it happens. And hopefully there will be some value in that for you. Truth be told, I had a great plan of how I was going to record this and what I was going to talk about and all the points I was going to hit. And it just hasn't quite felt right. So I've scrapped all of that. I've started at the beginning. This may not be the most concise version. It could be a little bit rambly. I can almost guarantee that I will go off topic, but I will come back. But even though it's not going to be perfect, I hope that it will be immensely valuable. Because I'm going to share from my heart 
everything that I know and what I've learned in the hopes that it will bring you some comfort. That you will know that you're not alone, that there's nothing wrong with you, that you don't have to stay in this space. It's not a life sentence. That you can totally bounce back. You and, you know, some people, they just want to get back to the version of themselves that they once were. But for other people, they didn't ever really like who they were. And they want to get back to, or they don't want to get back. They just want to get their happy back. So for me, for the longest time, I wanted to get back to my happy self, right? But now, being on the other side of it, I see that where I am now and who I've become as a result of my whole experience with postnatal depression, anxiety, overwhelm, and ultimately having a breakdown and a, a rebuilding of kind of my own self, how that's made me so much more, so much better, so much stronger so much more resilient, so much more capable. I I love who I am, even though I'm not perfect, where before I was striving for perfection and it was an impossible, an impossible thing to reach. So I was setting myself up for failure and then I was berating myself and criticizing and shaming and blaming and, and all those nasties myself when I couldn't reach them. And that is not a good space to be in. It is, it's never going to leave you feeling good. So, <coughs> excuse my husky voice. I am at home recovering with my family. We've all got COVID. We're all fine. Super mild. But, um, yeah, you can enjoy my husky voice and excuse my coughs every now and then. But this was just on my heart and I, I really want to share it because I know that there are so many women out there that are in that space that are in the depths of the darkness and the fog and the bottomless pit that can be that depression and that fog and that anxiety and those emotions that's just tearing you apart from the inside. I see, I see them every day. I hear them every day. And every day, I wish I could tell them all of this stuff. Because nobody deserves to live there. You are not destined to live in that agonizing space. That's not okay. You know, there's this whole, um, I don't know what you call it, like maybe a movement. It's okay to not be okay. Yeah, that's true. It is okay to not be okay. But to me, it's not okay to stay there. That's not okay. I could not imagine my life if I had to stay in that space forever. I know this is really dark, like trigger warning. I'm sorry, but I'm going to share openly and honestly. And knowing how I felt in the, the depths of my darkest moments, I wouldn't be able to live there forever. I can understand why some people choose to take their own lives. I don't personally think that that is um, the best choice and it's why it's not, you know, the, the path that I took. I knew that I didn't want to die. Jeez, I did not mean to get this dark, sorry. Um, I knew that I didn't want to die, but I also knew that I couldn't stay where I was. Like, that wasn't an option. I couldn't. It was not, like, it just wasn't an option. And so that's when I decided, like, okay, I need to do something about this. If, I'm, if I don't want to die, 
and I remember having a conversation with another friend at the time and um, she said that she knew that she had a problem when she drove past a car accident and her initial thought was like, huh, if I'd just been a few minutes earlier, I could have been a part of that. That That's the kind of thoughts that you can have when you're in that space. And that is why I'm saying it's it's okay if you're not okay, but it's not okay to stay there because you are not meant to live in that kind of perpetual hell. You're not meant to be having thoughts like that. And it is thoughts like that that should be the warning sign like, hey, this has gone on for long enough. You are in a space that you it is impossible to maintain and you need to get yourself out. Okay. So, this is a radical perspective on the sort of dark space that can consume you in early motherhood. And not necessarily just early motherhood. I mean, I believe that motherhood is a catalyst for... um personal growth and healing and expansion um, but if you don't if nobody ever explains that to you in such a way then you can kind of miss that and never accept the invitation and never arrive at the party so that discomfort that depression anxiety all of those types of feelings is an invitation to your own personal healing and expansion party and it is your choice you have free will to decide if you're going to rock up at the party or not okay like I could sit here and say like oh you know time will heal all wounds and time will make things better because situations will change and perspective changes with age and all that kind of stuff so time will make a difference but time doesn't necessarily heal something so whether you decide to rock up at the party that's up to you and that is that's kind of where I want to get you to is where you realize that it's an invitation and that it is 100% up to you if you decide to take the invitation and go to the party or not, right? That is the empowered place I want to leave you in. Because so much of the conversation around this space is like about managing, about how to feel better, about how to cope. Um, it's not about how to heal. And yeah, coping strategies and managing strategies, and like that's all important, especially when you're in the depths of it. But that's like putting a plaster on a broken bone. Like it's not going to heal the bone. If there's blood coming out, plasters and bandages will help. But it's not going to heal the bone. So I am here talking about the purpose of those feelings, the purpose of the anxiety and the depression, the purpose of them, and what you can do about them, or that it's that it's all within your power. And if you're anything like I am, I bloody love to be in control. I love it. I love being the one in control and that was I think one of the hardest parts about um this whole like experience is that I didn't feel like I was in control I felt like I was at the mercy of the anxiety or I was at the mercy of my emotions and the depression and and all of that like I didn't feel like I could do anything about it um or I was at the mercy of like what pill the doctor was going to prescribe me and was it going to work and was it going to help and, you know, all of that. And um, 
yeah, when realizing that it's it's all for a purpose, it is a blessing in disguise, and it's all within your control. That that's a good feeling. That is a good feeling. So yeah. Okay. So where to from here? Okay, so let's talk about the recipe. So I'm gonna say like it's a perfect recipe for disaster. The disaster being depression, anxiety, overwhelm. And the recipe being becoming a mom. Because it really is the perfect recipe for disaster. So you go through like the whole pregnancy stage where everything's about you and you are eating well, you're taking really good care of your body because now you're making this baby and it's such a beautiful thing and you are resting when you're tired, which maybe you've never done before. Maybe you've been like really busy and a go-getter and like always on the move and all those things. So, you know, like resting and slowing down is just really not part of your normal daily operations. But now suddenly you are tired on a next level tired. And you, because there's a baby involved, it's like, you'll give yourself permission to rest. Like now it's okay. Like it's for the baby, right? So you're giving yourself permission in a way that you hadn't before. Maybe you struggled to like, like you're not really, you like to do things yourself. You're not somebody who wants to ask for help or needs to ask for help. You're like highly capable. You can do it. I don't need any help. Like I got this. And now you're pregnant and it's kind of nice that people are helping. And because again, you're like, oh, well, I'm pregnant. You know, like, yeah, sure. Okay, fine. You can do it. You are allowing yourself to receive. And again, that, that's kind of nice. Maybe in the beginning, you still kind of fight it a bit, but then potentially a little bit further down the line where you're more pregnant. And now it's not a case of like, oh, the help is nice. It's like, okay, now I actually need the help. So you, you have to accept it because you can't do the thing yourself anymore. And that is a bit of like a humbling experience. And it's definitely one that is preparing you for motherhood because motherhood is humbling and you can't do it all yourself. You actually do need help. So it's an important lesson to learn in the beginning if you can. It's all perfectly designed, perfectly orchestrated to help you. It's just whether you'll let it help you or not. Okay, so you're pregnant, you're going through all this stuff, you're like really in tune with your body, um, you're trusting your body on another level because, you know, you're not telling your body what to do to make this baby, you're trusting that your body knows what to do and it's always doing the next thing that it needs to do and you are probably following that on some kind of app or tracker or, you know, like today your baby is the size of a cucumber, today your baby is the size of a watermelon, um, you're like tracking it and all the different changes that are happening and you're like, it's blowing your mind what is happening in your body and what your body knows how to do and it's amazing. And you're really connected with how your body feels, right? It's like maybe there's that morning sickness and you're like feeling ill, like yeah, it's not great, but you are tuning in with how your body feels. Maybe you're going to pee all the time and you're like really conscious of like, oh man, I, I really need to pee. Or maybe you are really hungry, really thirsty, really this, really that, really whatever. And you are paying attention to your body, what it needs, what it wants, and you're actually giving it that, right? Which you're probably doing on a level you've never done before. Certainly not in this way. And that is all you taking really good self-care and tuning in with your body. And that is all going to just turn your intuition way up, right? Your intuition is that like that inner knowing, that inner wisdom. And we all have it, but for a lot of us, especially, um, especially, you know, if you're in that like, Go get it, busy, busy, doing, 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 get this done, be productive, yada, 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 like chasing the dream or however you want to put it. it it's very easy for your intuition to take second, um, second place and to kind of just ignore that a little bit or to only 
pay attention to it in certain situations. Maybe like a dangerous situation where you're like, oh no, this just doesn't feel right, right? And you, you trust that, your gut instinct, your intuition. But now in this whole like pregnancy and motherhood journey, it is that pregnancy stage really turns it way up. You're connecting with yourself in a way you haven't, giving yourself permission in a way you haven't, um, and just on a next level. So you like leveling up that intuition and that volume just gets turned way up. Then um, you are going through into the next stage and that's going to be delivering your baby. So I'm not talking here about like how you deliver your baby because that's not the kind of the important part but why the birth of your baby is so important is for two reasons. One, you realize what you're truly capable of and it is a shit ton more than you've ever given yourself credit for. You just made a whole human. Your own little human. You made a baby. You made a little person in your tummy. You did that. And that is a miracle. It is amazing. It is the most bizarre thing to try and wrap your head around. And if you're a mom, which you're here, so I'm guessing that you are, then... I'm sure that you can agree that there are moments when you're just like, I can't believe I made this little person. It is just miraculous is, is just such a great word for it because it really is a miracle. And it's incredible to see something in your own arms that is so profound that it's it, it can be hard to actually take in. So that is a really important like part in that process. You realize that life is so much more than maybe you ever realized before. And there's a deeper meaning in life. And some of this, you know, it may be that you're consciously aware of this and it may be on a deeper level you might not really be aware that this is all kind of happening, but it is. It is a miracle in your own hands, and that that sparks something in you. Okay, so that's the first part of why your delivery is so important in this kind of recipe. And the second reason is because that so often birthing a baby is flippant traumatic, right? And it doesn't actually matter, you know, what happens in your delivery. Um, it can be traumatic either way. Sometimes when you use the word trauma, people think like, oh, it has to be something really bad that went really wrong to be a trauma. But that's not actually true. Trauma is just going to be like fears or insecurities or, you know, beliefs that are formed that have a really intense emotional charge to them. So, I mean, you're birthing your baby, so it's definitely intensely emotional. So that part of it's already there. And then fear is something that can definitely creep in. Like, I mean, okay, so I've I've had three babies. My second delivery was by far the most traumatic. Um, but it's funny because if you asked somebody else about that delivery they would have been like oh yeah it was like quick and easy and everything went really well if you compared my first delivery where it was like water broke um induction like 12 and a half hours epidural um a posterior baby episiotomy uh like really flippin intense right you would think that that would be more traumatic than waking up in the early hours with some light cramping, that progressing into quite intense contractions fairly quickly, um, probably like two and a half hours from 
waking up until she was born. Um, my mom coming to look after the, the first baby, us getting to the hospital and probably about half an hour later, pushing her out without any pain medication and my doctor being there to catch her. You would not think that that was the more traumatic birth than the first one, right? But it was. Um, so my point in sharing that is that trauma does not have to mean something bad happened or something went really wrong. You can have trauma from almost any experience because it's what you tell yourself about what's happening. It's not about what happens or it's less about what happens and more about what you tell yourself. My, my second uh, delivery was really traumatic because it was so different to the first one that I was terrified that I was going to give birth in the car. I was really scared that my doctor wasn't going to be there to like catch the baby. And then I literally like, I was crouched down on the floor. They said, okay, I think like, let's move to the bed so that we can catch this baby comfortably. And I said, okay, well, you're going to have to put me on there. So uh, my husband and the doctor picked me up, put me on the bed. Um, doctor checks how far dilated I am. He says, okay, we're at seven centimeters. I swear to you, he turned around and he was getting, you know, the bowl with all the stuff in. He went to get that. And I looked at my husband. I feel like I looked like a dying cow. My eyes were as big as saucers and I couldn't speak, but I just, my face said it all. And I was like, <laughs> and he called the doctor. <laughs> And the doctor looked at me and I was feeling like what was going on in my head was, okay, I'm only seven centimeters. Last time, I, that meant I was hours away. According to the movies, we only push when we we're at 10. He's just told me I'm seven. But right now, my body is pushing. I'm, I can't stop my body from pushing. It's that like ejection reaction or whatever it's called. Um... I can't stop my body. My body is doing it. And I thought that was bad. I thought that I had to stop it, but I couldn't, I couldn't even talk. And my doctor turned around. This is all in the space of like two minutes. This happened. My doctor turns around. He takes one look at me. He says, do you want to push? I, I nod my head and he's like, okay, cool. Push. I pushed like one and a half pushes and she was out. So that was all really quick. But before she actually got out, I was like, oh shit, I can't push. I can't stop my body. What's going to happen? Uh, how, uh, like, oh my God. And that was all incredibly traumatic. But to an outsider, it was like, oh, what a quick, easy delivery. Oh my goodness. You're so lucky. Yay. No tearing, no nothing. Woohoo. So really trauma comes in many shapes and sizes and you cannot predict but the important part is that in a birthing situation trauma is incredibly likely and trauma is something that needs to be processed so that you can um, move through and allow those that energy and that emotion and all of that stuff to be released because if you don't, it's going to fester in your body. Like it, it literally, that, that energy doesn't come out. Kind of like um, steam from a kettle. It's like you can't keep the steam in the kettle. And with trauma, that's a strange analogy. But with trauma, that's like that steam that needs to come out. You need to have an escape route for it to allow it to process and be released Otherwise, it's going to cause problems, right? Like, like a kettle would eventually land up exploding. You can't, things would go wrong if a kettle could not let off steam. And your body, things will go wrong with your body if you don't process trauma and you don't release it. But I don't feel like that is something that new mums are made aware of. And I don't think that, I mean, trauma is not only about new mums, but as somebody who's just delivered a baby, you're very likely to have had a traumatic experience. And unless you have someone who tells you that, you know, that's really important that you process that because otherwise it's going to stop you. It's going to show up in different ways in your life. It's going to stop you from being able to move forward properly. 
um, is going to create havoc, then you don't know that and you're not able to process it. You maybe don't ever give yourself the chance. You just, you know, you go home with your baby and you carry on and, you know, there, there you go. But it's really important. So that's another, like, step in the recipe, your delivery. And it's important to understand that unprocessed trauma is going to affect you in your life without a doubt, every time. And processing it does not have to be a long, difficult, or very complicated process. But it's important to understand that it's necessary. Okay, so you've gone through the pregnancy. You've now gone through your delivery. And now you have your newborn baby that comes home with you. Ta-da! So life, as you know, it is completely different to whatever it was before. You're now on a three to four hour cycle of eat, sleep, feed, poop, change, repeat. <laughs> and that is a challenge. It's flipping hard. But, you know, you you kind of like on adrenaline for the beginning half of it. But this is kind of moving into the space of depletion. If pregnancy was the space of like self care and tuning in now depletion is the complete opposite end of the scale now this is where you kind of get a smackdown right because now you can't sleep properly anymore and sleep deprivation alone was literally used as a form of torture so just that by itself would be enough to send you into some kind of delusional, crazed space, right? Now, add to that that you don't have really any time for anything, especially in the early days. You are doing your very best to just make sure that, obviously, all the baby's needs are met, but that you're also eating enough, drinking enough, looking after yourself to some extent as best you can, but even the bare minimum of like getting up and getting dressed, having a shower, that's hard. And you've gone from a space of where you're number one to like now you're at the bottom of the list. And it's like your, your needs don't even necessarily matter especially in those early days. So you've gone from one extreme and in that, you know, self-cared, pampered, loved, nourished moments, you turned your intuition way up and now you're having the smackdown, the depletion being on the complete other end of the scale because you turned your intuition up and turned on all that like inner knowing and awoken all that inner wisdom of your body <clears throat> now that you're taking such minimal care of yourself it is that much harder it is that much more uncomfortable and that is all part of how you can get to a space of depletion not looking after yourself and that is the perfect breeding ground for depression and anxiety I mean in my own experience I had just had a baby right and then I went through like all of this stuff and I was like totally losing myself and losing my shit and I was an emotional wreck and I was like okay so I'm like looking up literally googling um, postnatal depression and baby blues and um and all those sorts of things. And so much of it was about like, oh, you like, it was all like about the baby. It's like, oh, you resent the baby. You don't love the baby. Blah, 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 blah. And for a long time, I thought like, oh, well, this, I can't have this because I love my baby. It's for me, not really about her. Um, But I'm definitely struggling with all the other stuff they're talking about. So... Part of me felt like, okay, well, maybe maybe this isn't that. So to anyone who's kind of in that space wondering like, 
Um, well, I love my baby, so maybe I don't have postnatal depression. It looks different for everybody. And it doesn't necessarily have to do with the baby. I actually, I mean, this is now my perspective on my own experience, the experience of friends and of clients that I've worked with, that it's actually, once you get to the other side of it, you can see that having the baby is everything that created the perfect storm to bring everything up to the surface that needed to come to the surface for you to look at it and process it and work through it and peel back the layers and do your own inner healing but it it wasn't actually ever about the baby but it was the process of making the baby and having the baby and then having to look after the baby that kind of um, ignited that fire so you have this baby you have a completely new life. You have hardly any time to yourself. You are unable to look after yourself in the way that you used to. But you are still that person that you were before all of this. You still had all those experiences and the ways that you manage and the ways that you cope and the ways that you make you feel, uh, yourself feel better. You still are that person, but now a mother is born too. And you have a whole lot of new roles and responsibilities, right? And there, there's a lot entangled in that. There's like the, um, sorry, some background noise there um there's a lot entangled in that there's sometimes you know sometimes there needs to be a grieving process for that version of you that no longer exists right because now this new version of you exists and there's you know like a settling period and you need to get to know this new version and settle into your new role kind of like you would with a job right everyone struggles on the first day of a new job you've got to find your feet right and um that's all a part of the process but when you have um things like depression and anxiety and overwhelm coming into that those are messengers and they are alerting you to something that needs your attention so in my experience those those feelings were not to do with my new role necessarily they were actually because I was doing stuff like people pleasing, worrying about everyone, like worrying about what other people would think, trying to make sure everyone around me was happy and, um, yeah, happy and doing okay. I was trying to control everything. I was trying to do everything myself taking on too many things, not being able to say no, not necessarily having boundaries, overextending myself, overcommitting, a whole host of stuff like that. And I also had some really good coping strategies that meant that I could keep up with all of that and I'd be okay. But then having a baby meant that I didn't have the time or energy or capacity to keep up with all of those things. And so I felt like I was drowning. But it wasn't because of the baby that I was drowning. It's because I was trying to control things that I shouldn't have been trying to control. I was trying to please people all the time, which was an impossible task. 
I was trying to be perfect, which is, again, an impossible task. I was doing a whole bunch of stuff, setting myself up for failure. And now, because I was in this new role and I had this new responsibility, I couldn't keep up with all that bullshit that I was doing. And that is where the anxiety and the overwhelm was coming in. Not because there was anything wrong with me. Because it was there to make me so uncomfortable that I would have to look at what was going on on a deeper level. Look at why am I people pleasing? Why am I trying to control everything? Why do I feel like I'm never enough? Why do I doubt my own capability? Why do I this? Why do I that? Why do I the next? Why is all of this happening? And the anxiety and the overwhelm was the thing that made me so uncomfortable that I said, shit, I can't, I can't go on like this. I cannot go on like this. I will do whatever it is that I need to do so that I don't have to feel this way anymore. And that is why feeling depressed and anxious and overwhelmed and blah, blah, blah is a sign of strength because it is a warning sign that's saying, hey, something is going on here that is not working. It's not good for you. It's not helping you. You are setting yourself up for failure here. And instead of just letting you hurl towards that brick wall at 120 k's an hour, it's making you uncomfortable so that you can put the brakes on and go, shit, what's going on? I got to stop this. Like, what? what is this? Why do I feel this way? I can't go on feeling this way. So it's not, it's not a weakness. There's nothing wrong with you. But you got to recognize the purpose of those feelings. They're meant to make you uncomfortable. It's meant to be torturous because as humans, we don't like that. We don't like that. But you know what else we don't like? Fixing things that aren't broken. We don't like doing that. Nope. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. So shit's got to break so that we realize that there's something that needs to be fixed. So depression and anxiety, postnatal or not, because this does not only apply to moms, of course not. Depression, anxiety, overwhelm, all those sorts of undesirable feelings, hopelessness, despair, um, all that kind of stuff. The purpose of it is to alert you to something that needs your attention. But the reason it's so common in when you've just had a baby is because of everything I've just told you. You've turned your intuition way up. You've had like this awe-inspiring moment where you realize there's so much more to life than you originally realized. <coughs> you have potentially had a traumatic experience, which is just going to activate stuff, bring it to the surface. And then you go into the space of depletion where you can't cope with things in the way you used to anymore. So you can't keep yourself feeling okay. You can't do all the things you used to do to manage the fact that you were doing things that were a little bit dysfunctional, that were not helpful to you, that were not serving you. Can't keep up with it anymore because <laughs> now you've got a new baby. So it is the perfect recipe to get you to a space of being depressed and anxious and overwhelmed so that you can do something about it. So that you can heal the things in your beliefs, the things in your behavior, the things in your habit, the things in your environment, so that you can heal them, so that you can address them, so that you can adjust them. So that you can become your best self. So that you can then go on to raise a healthy and happy child. Who is going to have to go through all the same stuff. Right? So it is a beautifully orchestrated thing to serve such an important purpose. And 
I think it's really important to know that because this is not something, this is not a conversation that I hear in the mainstream media. It is not something that people talk about from this perspective and I feel like it really should be because once you realize that those feelings are simply there to make you uncomfortable enough to do something about it and that it's an invitation and the choice is yours. You can choose to rock up at the party and do the inner work or you can respectfully decline. The choice is yours. It is in your control. You have everything you need to liberate yourself from these feelings of depression, overwhelm, anxiety, despair, hopelessness. You have that. That is up to you. And that is, that is meant to empower you. But I do just want to address the fact that that in itself could potentially overwhelm because it's like, whoa, what? I have everything. I don't have everything. I don't know what I need. Trust me, it is completely up to you. If you decide that you want to change where you are, you can. Now, Obviously, it is much easier if you have someone guiding you. It is not essential. I did not have somebody guiding me. I had to figure this shit out all by myself. And it took me a long time and it was a hard road. And honestly, I wish that I had had somebody guiding me. But I understand now why I didn't. Because me personally, my purpose in life is to help women through this space. And for me to be able to help them through, for me to be able to help potentially you through, I had to live it. I had to figure it out and I had to take the long way to find everything that I have found and learned and healed and experienced and gone through so that I can help somebody else through it too. So that is my purpose. I have found that by living my experience. But I can tell you now that I wish that I had someone guiding me through. And that's why it's so important to me to help anyone that is in this space, to give them the things that they need to know, to give them the tools, because absolutely, it can be overwhelming. It's like, oh shit, okay, all right, it's up to me. I can decide if I go to this party or not. Okay, well, I'm going to go to the party. But then it's like, okay, now I'm here. Now what? And there's stuff you need to know. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Like, there is. There's some stuff you need to know. There's some tools that you need to learn that's going to make your life easier. You know, those things that you call on in the moment where you're like, holy shit, the anxiety is taking over and I actually can't breathe. Like, what do I do now? There's some tools, you know, there are things that you need to learn. There are tools that you want to add to your tool belt. And there is some stuff that you need to process and release. You've got to peel back the layers and doing the inner work quite literally will completely and radically transform you and your life and you will land up okay now this is going a little bit further than I expected to but here we are you will land up getting to the other side if you if you choose to go to the party and you do the inner work and you process the things that need processing and you learn the things you need to learn and you use the tools provided to you you will get to the other side of this leveled the F up. You will be like you 2.0. You will be so much more of yourself than you could have ever expected. 
you will love yourself in a way that you always wanted to but never really thought was possible. You will be able to appreciate even your flaws. Even the things you don't like about yourself, you will be able to accept and embrace and even love. I promise you that. And all of it will actually land up igniting a purpose within you that potentially, most likely, because the women I work with are often in a search for purpose. They know that they have a profound thing in life that they need to do and they feel the call of it but they don't know what it is and they don't know how to find it but they feel like the clock is ticking and they just really want to find it (laughs) and if you're here chances are that's you and if you do the inner work you're going to land up finding your purpose you are it it's part of it it's part it's part of all of it it's all connected it is all a blessing in disguise it is all a perfect recipe to call you home to yourself, to peel back the layers of everything that you're not, to find the true essence of who you are, to love and embrace yourself and unlock your own superpowers. That is, that is what the recipe gets you. It is, it's, it's beautifully designed. It's, it's incredible. So I am going to leave that there. I hope that this has been useful, valuable. I hope that it's left you with just something to think about. I'm not here trying to convince you of this, of everything that I'm saying. I'm simply offering a different perspective and one that is radically different to the conversations that are out there and one that leaves you in the driver's seat. One that leaves you with all the power and hopefully feeling empowered that if you are in that dark space, that you don't have to stay there. That this is all happening for you and that if you choose to, you can come out the other side of it being the best version of you that you didn't even know was possible but you've always wanted. So I love you. I would love, love, love to hear your perspective on this. If you know somebody that needs to hear this, please share it with her. And that's it. Chat to you soon. Bye. P.S. I will leave a link in the show notes. If all of this is resonating and you want to have more of a conversation, you want to dive a little bit deeper in, or if you just have some questions to ask, then hop on there. Let's get on a call. Let's chat and see where that takes us. Bye for now.